From an undisclosed location high in the Hollywood Hills, it's time once again for the long shot. Tonight, blowjobs and the golden girls, insufferable valleys, and very special guests, Kevin Burroughs and Matt Minor. And now, please welcome the host of the Long Shot, Sean Conroy. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Good afternoon, good evening, good morning, good night, good day, good dusk, good dawn. Good noon, good elevens. Uh, this is The Long Shot. It is a podcast. I am your host. My name is Sean Conroy. And with me today on the podcast, he is the creator of many esoteric concepts. Jamie Flam is here. It's good to be here. I've got a few esoteric tricks <laughs> up really muscle-y. walked right into that. You set the place to walk it is weird we don't have headphones on and i feel like it's weird to not have headphones it on is. to usually hear like i can't really hear you the way i usually can you're not booming and you're not meekly <laughs> mildly I think meek. esoterically uh-huh uh, uh also with me today on the show the i'm back baby the king of late night <laughs> thanks it's for all the listeners uh with a yeah. fresh can of four loco what flavor is that watermelon watermelon of course it is we're doing a two for tonight so i need to be you have two four locos altered <laughs> no no oh we're doing two shows uh, yeah. for the second show i'll be drinking the club long island iced tea is that oh. an alcoholic beverage as well correct the club it's really not changed just, the branding it's not just iced tea no, no, no. It's the Long Island kind, which has alcohol in it. Uh, it's uh, 15% alcohol. Wow, it's stronger than the Four loco. Yeah, 12. Mm-hmm. I bump it up for the second <laughs> show. Hey, you didn't say good desk at the opening. Good desk? Yeah. Yes. Why good desk? You said good dusk. Right. But you didn't say good desk. And which is not a time of day, so I don't know why I would Wait say that. Wait a second. You've been saying good desk for a long time now. No, good dusk. <laughs> you thought He's it was good desk all this time the listeners know i'm right good desk you didn't say it oh. and there are listeners out there who probably you're incorrect sir have a desk that they wanted some kind of approval from good desk good desk they- good nightstand good table <laughs> they didn't get it from you uh, uh, all right when you change it up well this is a segment on the show that we like to call checking in and let me just say before we even start I am coming in hot tonight. Whoa. I'm coming in hot. Hot mad? Of course. What or other kind of hot is there? Like just like you got temperature wise. Temperature wise. Yeah, sexual. I, my dick is so hard right now. Uh, no, I came in here. I parked in the lot, right? Wait, let me ask you this question. Oh, boy. Why do some people feel like they have to go out of their way to just do whatever they can to make things the tiniest bit more difficult for you. Like it's not anything except I want you to be inconvenienced by me because here's what happened. I came in monster. I came in to park. I'm sure he's a nice fella. I'm sure he has a nice family. (laughs) He goes home on the weekends and he's actually a pedophile. He rakes the leaves and so on and so forth. (laughs) 
<laughs> out here in California, <laughs> like you do in the fall. And uh, so I come into the parking lot. I park my car. There's it's at best at most at the outside. It is a quarter full. The parking lot. <sighs> yes. Yes. Probably not even that. At Fred Siegel. At Fred Siegel. Mm-hmm. Uh, not to be confused with Johnny Jonathan Livingston Siegel. Uh, <laughs> no, not at all. Parked I'm in the lot. Different, different I drove right up to an open <laughs> spot. There were open spots on either side of me, open spots behind me, in front of me, all over the place. They're open spots. It's after eight o'clock. The shows, the two early shows downstairs have started. Now again. This bears repeating. The lot is at best a quarter full. A quarter full. Is it hot in here? Or I what? get out of at the car. Worst, somebody is hot. I get out of the car and I go and I go and the guy's trotting over towards me. The young man who who works there and who probably rakes the leaves on the weekends with his lovely family. Right, right. They probably have kids. a crew of them that get out there and rake the leaves every weekend. More leaves. And he says, what are you doing? And I said, oh, I'm at the improv tonight. And he goes, yeah, that'll be 8.50. And I go, oh, no, I'm, I'm actually on the list. And he goes, what's your name? Now, I, I'm, I don't mean to go step by step, but I have to give you my whole journey. Right. He goes, what's your name? And I said, I said, let me see the list. And it's not on the list. Oh, I'm running down the list. I go, well, maybe it's probably on the other side. He flips the list over. Of course, there it is on the other side. I go, that's me, Sean Connery. He goes, yeah, okay. Can you park all the way at the back of the lot? Can you drive all the way to the back of the lot? Because, you know, if we have other people, <laughs> they mean they're more they priority. Mean more. They I'm have like, more what? value than you do. No, what it means is he was pissed that I came back at him and said, no, I'm not paying you $850. i am on the list. Then he thought he had me because I wasn't on the list. And then I was like, idiot, turn your paper over. There was my name, and he was like, how can I fuck this oh, guy? Sorry. I know what I can do. I can make him drive all the way to the back of the lot, because fuck him. I'm going I'm to inconvenience him in the tiniest way I possibly can, but this is the only kingdom over which I have domain. Oh, so this, you are absolutely sure this was a vengeful move. Why else you. would he do that? Well, I'm What like, is the purpose of that? Right. What if he was trying to protect you, knowing that as the night goes on, there's more and more cars that you might get blocked in. <laughs> this so, is Jamie who, who did say about the guy who knocked your side view mirror off. Poor guy. Because, I mean, yeah. you don't know what that guy's going through. No, I'm trying to tell if Jamie's doing a bit or not, and it seems like he's trying, but no, not really I, I, getting there. I go to the worst places, too. But remembering that there's always, you know, all sorts of scenarios. We don't know what's going on in his mind. Okay. He was not trying to protect me. Okay. <laughs> I believe you. <laughs> Period. He's doing Protect, devil's advocate. He was being up him from what, by the way? From being blocked in. <laughs> that's a very, it's a thing a valet person would be concerned they don't, about. They don't There's no stacked the, parking over there. I don't think they fill over over the parking no. like that. No, I, I, the only thing I would think is that maybe he's been told that anybody on the list or talent or whatever has to park in a certain area because the parking lot can get very full on certain I nights. wonder if there's somebody involved with policy here at the <laughs> club who I might be able to ask if that is a club policy. Jamie, do you know anybody? I'll look into it. There you I, go. I, but I, my day-to-day -day isn't dealing with what the valet... Don't uh, talk down to me. How about this? 
Jamie fires the guy tonight in that front of would you. Would be make for a good. Episode. I would give you. <laughs> I do not have that a dollar. Look into I would ballet. Give you a dollar. <laughs> right in front of the guy. Yeah. Jamie, here's a buck. I will get someone from management on the mic if we want. But I mean, I've parked there many times and, and no happened. one has ever so said that when guy, it was way more full than that this was a guy fucking with you right? yeah this was a guy fucking Do you know like here's name? my petty small yeah, life even right. though i have a lovely family i rake leaves, leaves on the, the weekend leaves, right we, we drink it. white wine spritzers <laughs> sometimes we play backgammon out by the pool but for now i'm gonna fuck you because fuck you and what's fuck uh you. what does this person look like so that i could uh try he's, to get some information he's short I'm going to do a sketch. And, and stout. <laughs> Does he also bordering on? Well, I don't know which is heavier. Is, is portly or stout a bigger dude? If you say guys uh, portly. You know what? I would say. I, would I feel say like portly, portly is. Slop. It all comes down to the degrees of the sloppiness of the fat. The way yeah. it rolls. <laughs> that right. kind of stuff. I, I think stout is a little tighter fat. Yeah. And portly is a little more. Right roundy well this guy if you put him in a uh if you put him in a tutu he would look like those little hippos in uh fantasia put it that way jamie don't fire him tell him he has to wear a tutu to work yeah does he also week. park cars at ucb i don't i don't because know. there is a guy i'm familiar with most of the valets maybe here in the city senior, or maybe i shouldn't say ucb but like the prom, those that restaurant there what's that that restaurant like the bourgeois something or the there's a bunch of places right on that block, but I don't use valet service over there. I think there's a guy. I think it might be the same guy. Fun anyway, fact. it He's was fucking such people a over fucking there too. petty little thing. And it's it was terrible, like, dude. you know, come on, give me a fucking break. So then I had to back my car all the way across the parking lot and oh, walk all God. the way back. That's the worst. That's extra as I was steps. walking by, I said, I'm friends with Jamie Flam and fuck you. He's That's like, what who? I said. <laughs> He's like, the guy who's not concerned with the things I'm involved with. Uh, all right, <laughs> checking in, Joe Wagner. What's going on with you? All right, well, I'm coming in hot too. S sweaty? Nope. Boner? Yes, sexually. Okay. Uh, it's surprise, interesting. Surprise! Surprise well, that you would bring that up. Well, is no. I, I mean, uh, the listeners know I'm uh, certainly much more bark than bite when it comes to sexual activity, but. Um, and I wasn't sure how you I are would, loud and toothless. I, <laughs> Thank you. Uh, nom, nom, nom. Um, I would say that I'd like to talk about this because I think it's a pretty good checking in, but I'm going to try to be discreet at the same time. Oh, boy. But, uh, you know, I try. But have, we're not going to be that discreet. I, I try to have sex. This is public. Are we going to do some locker room talk? Well, it'll be good. <laughs> the boys will be. Joe pissed. Wagner boys will be is pissed. of Hispanic and Latino descent. <laughs> I deserves like to be locked up I, sad i i like that melania trump today in an interview referred to it as even boy talk not even guy talk not even locker room talk just boy talk mm -hmm. so let's boy talk um i like to have sex i try to have sex maybe once twice a year if i can squeeze it in sure and squeeze it into your busy in. schedule that's right and uh or squeeze your dick into the i can uh yeah. i can check it off I had sex and that's, that's amazing. Potty mouth, 20, Joe Wagner. Some very sex. inappropriate on <laughs> the log shot. Uh, Disgusting. It, you know, one of those things where 
Didn't quite expect it. Mm-hmm. Knew that it could. Happen. It was in the air. It was in the air. I knew that it was going to come down to my decision. I knew that the other party involved was certainly down for it. Mm-hmm. And um, this was someone who had, they did a pretty good job of kind of incepting it initially, which. Incepting it? Yes. Like putting, that a word? putting it. I, I've used it since the movie. Mm. Putting the thought in your head. See. And about a month and a half ago, maybe now, she messaged me out of the blue. This is someone I met, uh, geez, maybe now 12 years ago on a job. I know who it was. And No, you don't. And they were uh, working as an assistant. And I knew, you know, you you work for a while on something. You can tell when somebody gets a little crush on you. And she was was 12 years younger and at the time, of course. And. Uh, and, and I'm the older guy I'm working on the show. 12 years was, younger than she is now. Correct. And, uh, thank and you. I would have never that figured that how, out. How Just waiting 12 years to, for the age gap to. And <clears throat> so I, there were, I knew she had a crush on me back then. Long time ago. I get this message. It just from took her you 12 years to explode. Out of the blue. Well, I, then we parted ways and you stay Facebook friends and everything, but I, I, maybe it's seen this person once twice maybe in those 12 years just okay. very much in passing mm. but did not you know didn't really have any relationship How's it going? with this person and then uh <laughs> i get this message <laughs> just always run by people <laughs> um and she said look i've i've been through a big change in my life she's lost a significant amount of weight oh. uh, almost 150 pounds and she was saying you know it's i'm going through this life was change. that her boyfriend Oh. But it is equivalent of a person. Yeah. Um, and she was like, and it's making me horny as hell. And mm. like, I'm going on Tinder. I mean, you know, I'm doing Tinder. I'm going on dates. But it's, you know, it's like, it's okay. It's not great. But I was thinking that you would be a guy that I'd be comfortable DTF. with. I, that I'd be comfortable with being physical if you ever want to. Mm do that if you're interested oh. in inception and then, and then <laughs> she incepted the shit out of that very smart oh and this was the kicker right at the end she's like and i've got some really good weed <laughs> so i wrote back and That's i was all it takes very polite but i i essentially i deflected i didn't give a yes or a no said, or no, that's the thing. I was trying to be very diplomatic by saying, you know, we haven't I hope things seen are going each well. other. <laughs> we hadn't seen each other in years. How about we just kind of, you know, hang out at some point, catch up. Mm. I just wanted to see this person. Right. Uh, and talk to him a little bit and see, if, you know, if there's any Is kind there of any connection. Kind of spark? Chemistry. Yeah. Is there any tender? And then she came by a show. We did catch up, but I wasn't, I, you know was like i'm gonna make sure that i leave so i didn't imagine wanna, if like, you when you said we did catch up you actually were like doing lines of catch up the whole time yeah yeah because so, that was a real thing yeah, yeah that's a fun um 57 <laughs> <laughs> and uh and then there were a couple you know a couple facebook messages where she's like, where are you, you know, like you know late night you know feeling out where are you just saying and i was always indisposed or somewhere else and convenient whatever so <laughs> didn't really happen I'm currently indisposed. And so it uh, finally what happened was she went to a show and she went to a, a midnight show, the sketch group I direct. What time did it start? Uh, at, uh, at midnight. Okay. And after the show, I, she was like, well, what are you doing now? And I said, well, I, it's usually, one. I usually just walk out into the night. 
go to Denny's. It's mysterious. I am a night stalker. I'm a walker. If you follow me on Twitter, mm-hmm. you know. So she said, well, I have some of that weed if you want to smoke some weed. Yeah. Hello. Ooh, and I, yeah. had been, I had gotten some terrible weed earlier, and I was really pissed off by that. And I knew that her weed would be very good. And I was like, okay. I make that choice. Okay. <clears throat> when we go to her car, get in the car, start smoking. And now this is where I realize it's on. Is, it's, I mean, the seduction is happening. By you or by her? By her. Mm. And we get the weed is so, it's so damn good. It, we got crazy. This is good high. weed. Why don't you take your really pants off? It's no, so it a, good. No, it's, it's just and it's too high, too high. Mm. But the, your head is kind of starts to throb. Mm-hmm. And I'm kind of making it seem like I'm going to leave soon. She's like, could you please not go? I'm too high. <laughs> please don't leave right now. Right. I'm just way too high. Just, just kind of stay with me a little bit. Okay. By the way, I had that happen once when I was with a girl in my apartment in New York. We got super, super high. Right. And then she was like, I have to go. And she left. And it was right when that documentary by the two French brothers who were at 9-11 came on for the first oh, time. right. So I had to watch that while I was oh. baked out of my mind. It was one of the worst experiences of my life. So what happened? After party. Well, she made a couple moves. And I did not reciprocate. Oh, and uh you bastard well I, you know i just didn't what were the moves I was too high I, I mean i just didn't have any clarity. judo chop <laughs> she tried to knock me out with rear naked chop. choke um it, she, <laughs> she got me in an mma sleeper hold, hold. Uh, <laughs> but i i wasn't sure what i was feeling so i'm very oh that's my hand very honest in those situations i said look i'm really fucking i don't know what i'm feeling uh, but let's just kind of keep feeling it out, so to speak. <laughs> let's keep the ball in play. Let's see where this goes. And then she did something I thought very, very strategic. Let me try to squeeze it in. She put in. She she had made a couple moves. Didn't work. She pulled back, and then she just focused on one thing, which was a hand massage. Now I'm a big fan of I call it handsies, playing handsies. I like that. On like I remember one of the best dates I ever had was with this. Girl, we went to go see this movie, Blood Sucking Freaks. It's a great cult film. And we played handsies all through the movie. Oh, it's a great man. movie to play handsies with because it's like it, it ends with women eating a guy's dick in a hot dog bun. But anyway, so handsies, I think. Is Spoiler very alert, folks. <laughs> Spoiler Sorry. alert. Sorry. If you have uh, not seen the cult movie, no reason freaks. to see it now. Go see Blood Sucking Freaks. Um, go see it. Uh, she starts doing hand massage and she mm. says, you know, I've studied Reiki. Mm. Jamie knows what I'm talking about. And mm-hmm. she's really. So do I. I know things as well. No, I know, but he's got the neighbor. Jesus. And so she's doing the hand massage and it's very specific at certain points. And that was it. The defense is crumbled. And I was like, okay, let's give this a shot. <laughs> it's been, it's been years. Wait, what an enthusiastic been, way to go into a sexual encounter. Yeah, let's, let's give, give this, this a shot. No, no, I'm, this is post, you know. <laughs> But All right, let's uh, <laughs> let's Smith, go for it and see what happens. Okay, might as well. So. Might as well. <laughs> I, I mean, it's two in the morning. I got nothing else going on. Right? Wait, no, no, no. They're closed. She, <laughs> I, I kiss her. We kiss. 
Mm. There's definite chemistry. This is my favorite part of the long shot when Joe describes his sexual encounter. No detail. Which was once on the horizon is now happening. Abaft the beam. And she, correct. And she, I don't know what that means. And she, there's an article term. She said, Do you want to go somewhere? And I said, Okay. And she says, What if we go to a hotel? How about sex town? I don't want to go back to my place. Let's go to a hotel. Now, I love hotels. Do you want to go somewhere? I love hotels. What do you say we take a trip to Finger Bang City? <laughs> <laughs> you know, the more you put yourself in this scenario, the more I'm re- I'm thinking that you and I were in the car together. And mm-hmm. it's really creeping me the fuck out. So I say, yes. She goes, okay, I know where I, I know where to go. And we start driving to Burbank. And I realize, oh, she's going to take us to the Safari Inn. It's beautiful, uh, historic. Oh, enchanting. LA, uh, motel. In fact, it's a, it's the uh, it's the motel where in the movie True Romance, James Gandolfini beats the shit out of Patricia Arquette. Oh God, that was like the most romantic scene. That's an amazing scene. <laughs> she's laughing at him while she's bleeding to death. Oh, it's basically, so intense. It's yeah. a great scene and a great motel. However, we get who knew that late. guy was going to be such a star and then die so young. And you know what though, I do. There's one thing about his death that I do appreciate. He died after a huge meal, which mm. I think is great. Yeah. And I hope we all have so we're so up. lucky. You ever played Hansy during that scene? What's that? You ever played Hansy during that scene? No. Are you talking no. about Hansy from Fargo, the second season? Yeah, I am. <laughs> okay. Go ahead, Joe. So it's too late. We can't get a room there. So she gets on her phone. Boom, boom, boom. Oh, there's one just this, down the street. By the way, sounds like a disaster. No. Uh, let's go to no, this no, no, hotel. No, no, no. Uh, it's no, no room it's at the fine. inn? It okay, let's. One. It was just one. What about the stable? It was just one. <laughs> Then we find this place. We get a room. And long story short, you couldn't just go to your a, apartment. What happened? No, no. She didn't want to go to her apartment. Nobody can, can come to my apartment. So we find this. We find it. We get the room. And we had a lost weekend of fucking and smoking and eating and drinking and watching TV. This is why we people, got there. This is why people listen to this show. Three a. You know what? Some <laughs> Finally, of the after after seven of, years, some of the listeners are going to be seven years. Somebody talking about that, fucking on this show that ended uh, just straight up fucking of our time. Lost weekend fucking. I got my. Some of them are going to be happy that I got my dick wet, Sean. And some it just got worse. <laughs> so and so, I know you love this stuff. Lubrication. So, so it was. It was from Saturday. From Sunday morning, 3 a.m., we were there till noon on Monday. Barely left the room. What do you say we take a stroll down Tickleball Avenue? <laughs> and we did take a mm-hmm. stroll down mm-hmm. Tickleball Avenue. Finger up the butt. I'll Bill. tell you this much. And this is oh, first. I'd a never poorly had named place. <laughs> this, this had never happened. And I'll never Too many forget. words in one. Population. Uh, <laughs> the finger in the butt. One, Jamie. All right. <laughs> the... I, I, this has never happened before. I, it's going to be a great memory of this year and of my life. I got blown to an episode of the Golden Girls on TV. <laughs> this is the I, best episode ever. Which I <laughs> thought was so it was so great. I love that show. She that's our show, show folks. That's Thank you. Can we? T- we're all adults here, and we have sexual. Joe lives. Wagner talking about getting blown <laughs> to an episode of the Golden Girls. <laughs> Guy Ruined B. Arthur Guy forever. So Sad. That was a great. That was a great moment. I enjoyed that very much. Um, we had pizza. That was, was just good. a moment. Yeah, I mean, it was about. We were there 
what, 20, almost 30 something hours. So it's like, you know, you'd, you'd fool around, then we'd watch TV, then we'd eat pizza, then we'd fool around again, and there was a, a drink of the What happened after that? Loco. Pizza? No, I got some snacks from the 7-Eleven. <laughs> no, uh, no snack machine? No snack machine. Yeah. No, no. No pub um, fries? What's that? No pub fries? No handicap pub fries? <laughs> I forgot about those. How did Andy cap? That's a very snack machine yeah, snack. Totally. Yeah. It's a classic. Uh, no, they had the ice machine, you know, so. Beach vent, nut gum. Adventure out and then get some ice, come back in. I mean, it was, we made it this little, you know, it's like this little. Get me some down. ice, Joseph, please. I um, need ice. You put some magic shell on ice. You got a snack. My pussy is like sandpaper. Uh, so that happened. Yes, it did. And, you know, it was one of those things where I'm glad that it God, happened. God, I wish, I wish, wish, wish yes. that Amber was here. I know. No, I know. And that's why I'm it telling It changes you. the whole dynamic of the show, don't you know? Don't, don't, don't be uncomfortable with sexuality. I'm not uncomfortable. I'm not uncomfortable. What do you think, Trust me. I'm what do you think her reaction up. to the fuck den would be? I, I just wish she was here, you know? I think she would be very happy for me. Mm -hmm. Because I was there for somebody. They were there for me. They weren't all there. They were half gone. What do you mean? 150 pounds. Well, oh, right. hey, you know what? What was left was there okay. for me. Sure. And after the blowjob, did you say, thank you for being a friend? That's a good one. Thank you. I put that in my tweet. Um, all right. Anything else, Joe, besides the lost weekend of sexual escapades? 7-Eleven snacks. When, when was the last time? No snack machine. When was the last time you fucked? Who knows if I ever have? Oh God! <laughs> now we've got some interesting your twins going on. Yeah, um, I try to squeeze it in once a decade. Well, hey, yeah. Look, I mean, you and I think we have similar schedules that way. So mm -hmm. I just want to say it was nice. It's not. I I'm saying it's not really going to happen again. I I already had to dissuade the person once from that because mm -hmm. I think the toughest thing is the week after where it's like oh. It, so you don't want a relationship with this person? No, I do not. I don't. I'm not. She a, wants a relationship with you. No, she doesn't. But she or he, whatever. The she case realized. Be. Oh, I mean, it it's it was the perfect setup for a fuck buddy kind of situation, mm -hmm. and I'm not a fuck buddy. So even that, I'm not. A yeah, fuck buddy. I don't know if anybody's so, really a fuck buddy. Like I feel like well, anytime people, there's a relationship like that, yeah. But I feel like anytime there's a relationship like that, there's Eventually. something on one side or the other. Right. You That's know? why. Uh, even even making the decision to have it happen and to have that weekend with her, I knew was opening up, you know, a possible Pandora's box. I it's it's been okay. I think she's very mature about it. Um, so I think it's gonna be fine. But you know, it was it was good. It was good to remember to remember, you know, that you were a sexual like. being, sexual being, yeah. to feel some affection. It's we one of the very, great very, drives very, of the human race. Very comfortable with each other. I gotta say. I felt like the sex, the actual fucking was the hardest Just part the act me. itself, the, the fucking, no, just the, getting the, the fucking dick wet. Well, that was- You the, know, getting the, dick in there and moving it around a bit. What I'm saying is that physically I was Holding like, back, oh, letting body. go, holding back, like, letting go. No, no, no. My knees, I was like, oh, my knees, the back a little bit. Mm. Can, we, can we go on a chair? Do you mind? You didn't bring your sex swing with you. Just Look, let me put a bandage on my knee. Although I want to say again, just for my own self-esteem, everything else 
It's great. I I was I was really you were in there like good. swimwear. I was really good. Joe Wagner, bringing it home. I'm really happy for you. Thanks. I Appreciate really am. It. I think that's awesome. Thanks. Get it out there. I just wanted there. to make somebody else feel good. Yeah, it was all about the other person. Let's be honest. Well, I got my dick wet a little bit. Uh, Jamie, what's going on with you? Um, I have a fuck den situation myself. Uh, just kidding. Um, no, it's been a while. Uh, well, I thought I would update everyone on my my progress uh, selling TV shows. I had a big pitch last Wait, week. What, I'm, I'm lost as far as where you are. Are you selling TV shows? Are you conducting orchestras? What's going on? You're selling TV shows. Did I mention that I, I, I met with a musician? Oh, <gasps> that was the other thing that you reminded me. Okay. One of our listeners uh, has agreed, who suggested they're going to come down and teach me how to conduct. Uh-huh. That's what they do. That's they wonderful. Teach conducting they do i think at high school yeah arthur oh. arthur fiedler his name is one of our listeners <laughs> i don't know he's 157 yeah. years old yeah. um but i mean conducting that's going to be a lifelong pursuit and um, right. but in the meantime i'm trying to sell tv shows yeah and so we've had a bunch of meetings but last week was our conducting first one is the fallback no that will happen either way right. that's professional football yeah yeah <laughs> um but we had our first pitch for network we've been pitching all these production companies and um that's great at this point where we're a little bit discouraged it's it's not easy to right. sell a tv show as it turns out get the fuck out of here it no, uh not. you know we're very God, confident that we have three up. great projects <laughs> but uh so wait you went to sell a tv show and it didn't up. just happen no no it hasn't happened yet oh man there's been some ups and downs but we, we so how does that how does that make you feel it feels uh you said a little discouraged it's yeah discouraging it's it's because yeah. we think we have three great projects that right should be on tv I, we we see tv shows that right. we think are not as good that right. are being made yeah and so but was our first network thing do you use that in the pitch always that's what we open there's with. lots of stuff yeah. on that's not as good as my idea why are you guys and then we'll point out wait, things where are you going made. where are you going how many, Can I take this water with me? Is that okay? How, how many people <laughs> in the room? How was the dynamic of the room? So for this one in particular, and so on the way we're, we're driving there, we're a little bit like, what are we even doing? Like, how's that is know? the way you want to go into a pitch? Is very unconfident. <laughs> we they want to see. They want to see fear in your My eyes. Opening line in any pitch is, "What's happening here?" First of all, let me just say I don't belong here. That said, <laughs> there are many shows on TV that I am better than. So we find ourselves at a bit of an impasse. So we're on the way there. Vanessa and I are are driving over and we're like, it's early in the morning. We get to Santa Monica at 10 a.m., which is nightmare. Oof. And we're just like, what what are we pitching again? Like, all right. Because we don't even know if our projects are going to be a fit for this network. Right. And like, we're open with this. And then we're like. What network is in Santa Monica? Can we say? Can we say? Or you don't want to say? I guess it doesn't matter. Is it a TV network? Yeah. That starts with M? No. Oh. Special than I. Is this one of the big four? No, no, no. It's oh, a cable network. Ion. Uh, yes, Ion. Okay. <laughs> it's not Ion. It's better. Well, I don't know what Ion does. Oh. What's the Ion network? Not Ion? It's not Ion. I don't know another one. You said I? Yeah. You know it. It doesn't matter. Okay. We'll IBC? IBC. Channel IBS. 7? IBS. Um... So what happened, Jamie? You go into the meeting. You're, before you're, the meeting, you're though, doubting yourself. Oh, we're doubting shit. That one, IFC. Yeah, maybe. I love their chicken. It's oh, very God. good. It's genetically modified, but 
If you can get past that. It's pretty delicious. So what happened? You go into this meeting and you're like, I don't know what we're doing here, but let's kind of we're like, well, we'll pitch the, the main cord. one that we've been pitching that we right. that we're really confident in, and then we're starting to talk about what we really want to make. And how many people in the meeting? There, there were three, including the two of you. No, that would be five. There were three. I like there were three. <laughs> no, I'm just like the lights went out for a second, and then there were two. <laughs> there were it was a, a fucking Agatha Christie novel. <laughs> When I mentioned we had some better shows than the ones that were making a couple left. Vanessa, there's nobody else here but us. What are we doing? <laughs> yeah. So she pitched Everyone's me. Everyone's gone. <laughs> she pitched me. I bought it. <laughs> I bought it. Um, you two and an executive. No, there were three executives. Oh, three executives. And actually a fourth one on speakerphone from New York. Okay. Uh, which threw us off. But on the way there, we started talking in, in about some ideas that we had. For like, what Wait a really second. There's to- only three of you. Why am I hearing four voices? What's going on? I want to make musicals. I mentioned that a few times. I think yes. that's year. big on TV. That sells huge. I want to make fucking musicals. Right. I want to make musicals. Yeah. <laughs> Can't stop saying it. Yeah. And we've been doing these Spanglers things and these shows and we're like, but we haven't found like a way to kind of couch these ideas, a show that a format that would work mm-hmm. and just we're getting, talking on the way there. Like, what if we did this kind of show? And then all of a sudden, like, this is the show we've always wanted to do. It's like, do we dare pitch this? You know, right. we've never even written First a treatment. Do we dare? Do we dare? Sometimes that's the idea that hits. And it's hit. And so. Do we dare to eat a peach? You're fresh and you're very enthusiastic about it. Mm-hmm. And we're like, right. this is the show we want to make. And we think it's a fit for their network. Right. Because we didn't think anything else that we had was really. Wait, this story. was the independent musical network? Yes. Okay. <laughs> um, perfect fit. Fits right in. We're independent. We love musicals. We love networking. We're perfect for you exactly. guys. So, Is there anyone still here? Are you the phone, the guy on the phone? Are you still here? <laughs> so we get in and based on our other meetings, all the other meetings, there's always like a little bit of uh, small talk and we're getting sure. to know each other. Sure, sure. This was just like, all right, well, we're just going to get hand massage. Hand massage. Yeah. Um, we just got to get this person from New York on the line and it was just kind of quiet and we're just kind of waiting like, and then they, they patch her in. And I don't, have you ever pitched to a, a phone? Yes. All the time. It's awful. It's really weird. It's terrible. So we dive into the first Not project. Ideal. We're talking about my high school diary. And they're just very politely like smiling. Well, yeah, yeah. But what? What did you say? Sorry, I didn't catch the last part. <laughs> but this is weird because there's a phone just, sitting. just makes me laugh to think of IFC people sitting there listening to Jamie talk about his high school diary. That's like my nightmare. Go it, ahead. It, it was general, generally very well received. Two of them killed themselves over <laughs> that day. That's not true. He had sent them uh, episodes of the podcast earlier. They, they, they very politely smiled a lot. And um, they, they were very nice and polite. But there's something really weird about this phone that's sitting there. Like, because mm. I keep trying to make eye contact with the phone. And like, you're looking around. Can't be done. Right. Turns out, can't be done. Phones right. don't have eyes. But Vanessa and I both, as soon as, like, as, soon as we walked out, we're like, the, the phone, like we're both like, you're looking around the table and then like just making eye contact with the phone, making right. sure that, but then there's, they're not, the phone's not nodding back. Right. So that was very awkward. Something was wrong with the phone. It uh, should have been nodding along with you the whole right? time. Like, Oh, Jamie's diary. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So it didn't yes. seem that they really connected with that. Mm. Uh, Did not. Well, I mean, she was, and so then she was very stern from the other end of the line. She's like, well, you're talking about this diary. Like, well, let's hear it from the diary. And then I. Oh, shit. Yeah, this is Jamie's diary. 
It was nodding. Mm-hmm. Wait, did you? But you didn't have like specific entries or anything to read. Are you kidding? He's been doing diary. this diary for like eleven years now. So I didn't actually bring the diary with right. me, which I usually do. Right. So usually I would just open it up and read something. So yeah. I had to like search on my phone. I finally found it and I read it. And you know, it's you know, very. Did you transcribe the diary to your phone? I did. That's cool. Are you impressed by that? Or sort of defeats the purpose of a diary, like rewriting it like that. No, it allowed me to read it at hand. It's at hand. Yeah. Um, you know, but yeah, it's very provocative. And as soon as I read some of the more racy things, it was kind of like, oh wow, okay. And I was like, no, they're not interested. Ooh, the like your friends, the slumber party, and I'm gonna fuck you and all that stuff. Yeah, I'm you know right. Um, so then I turned to Vanessa and I was like, should we do it? And Vanessa, she had taken one of my Adderall, <gasps> which she, you know, she's already very good at, you know, pitching in a room, but right. like with this Adderall, she pitched this fucking show, this musical show as if we'd been working on it for months. It was one of the most brilliant things oh, I've ever seen in my great. life. And just, you know, rattled off like right. every single aspect of the show and, and then, they nodded and didn't ask any questions and the meeting ended. Yeah. So you sold it? So we left and we're like, I don't think they liked her ideas, but I was so blown away by what she did in that room. And then we got an email a couple of days ago confirming that they are not going to be buying any of our ideas. Right. But you know that if she has the right drugs, she can perform, she can execute well. But now we have, I think, Landed on now a fourth show that we can put together that I think is the one that this is going to be it. This is the one I'm really hoping. What a fucking musical based. Yeah. Where are you going to pitch next? I don't know. I think we've exhausted a lot of our NBC is a good network. They have big ABC. CBS is more skews older a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. CBS is old. You know, I think we have to start going down the list a little bit more, but, um, but I just wanted to give an update. You know, we haven't seen Univision. I don't know if they're into what we're doing at this point. What about like the Korean channel or something? Korean, they, I think the same issue. There's a the Russian channel. And I, I don't know. CNN. They have Anthony Bourdain. Maybe this is another direction for them to branch <laughs> they do out. Have, uh, they do have Bourdain. Lisa Ling also. They have a Lisa Ling show. I watched that. Uh, I wasn't getting blown, but. That was that came on the TV. Dude, every time you say you're watching TV, I always assume you're getting blown while you're watching it. So I'm glad you told me that because otherwise I would have just been like, "Oh, he was watching while he was getting blown." No, he, it was. He can't have been paying that no, close we attention. We watched CNN for a little bit, and we watched both the Bourdain show and the Lisa Ling show. Okay, that's it. So my update is that still you're searching. getting out there in the Hollywood meetings. Mm-hmm. Your update is that you got turned down by IFC. Nothing happened. Yeah. Well, hey, that's for the now. biz, baby. At least you didn't have to park in the back of the parking On lot. On to the next. Which I did. It was, the parking wasn't great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it wasn't ideal. It was a lot. You know, we were actually running late and I called and it was like, you know what, we hit traffic and they were like, don't even worry about it. I'm sure they never hear that. They were so Santa polite. Monica. Everyone was so polite. Right. But polite. Yeah. They were on the phone with you going, oh, don't even worry about it. <laughs> Yeah, you shouldn't Sean's plan for inappropriate. You shouldn't plan for traffic driving out to Santa Monica. We left like a good hour early. Oh man! Um, all right. Well, this feels like a good place to take a break, and sure. we will do that. And we will be back in a moment with some very special guests. Guests. 
very special guest. Do you want to watch Golden Girls again, Joe? Hey, this is Brett Gelman. You're listening to The Long Shot. Love it, live it, long it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. We are back. You are listening to The Long Shot. I knew that was coming. It is a podcast. You are listening to it. I am your host. My name is Sean Kelmer. Apparently, I I blew the last setup to the show because uh, that's loud. what our producer Andrew said. You blew it. Uh, it was. They meant you blew the mics. Um, not you blew me during Golden Girls. No. Okay. Uh, Good one. All right. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. I know. Uh, we have some very special guests here. They really are very special. Uh, special place in my heart. Uh, with us today on the show, the creators of a show on CISO called Gentlemen Lobsters. Kevin Burrows and Matt Miter are here. Welcome to the show, gentlemen. Thank Thanks, you, guys. Hi. Thanks. Good to have you. Thanks for having us. You guys my just had favorite to... show on CISO. It's a bajillion dollar property. Uh. (laughs) Followed closely by Harmon Quest. (laughs) Let me watch those guys play Dungeons and Dragons. I like guessing. Is there any way I could live a more passive life than being a Dungeons and Dragons player? Oh, I could watch people play Dungeons and Dragons. And then Uh, no, obviously we 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 work together on uh, on uh, Gentleman Lobsters. And uh, that was a lot of fun. I had a good time on that show. That was great. We loved it. Sean was our head writer. Yeah. It was a blast. How did you hire him? Yeah. How did you hire me? He was our only option. It's <laughs> <laughs> basically true. <laughs> like, I hope you like Sean. Yeah. No. No. We, yeah. We met him and, uh, and we were basically like, that's easy. Done. Right. Yeah. We, we met, Sean. we met at, uh, we, did we meet at the Thai place? Toy on, toy no, on we, Sunset? Some coffee a, shop? A weird coffee shop. It was right yeah. in that area, though, right? Yeah. It was on Sunset. Yeah, it was over by Meltdown. And did you get a hot coffee? Maybe? Was it called Rock, Paper, Scissor? I would have to check Jamie's diary to okay. find out what I got. <laughs> I remember uh, being very slow because I got real a diary, The diary on his phone. Yeah. Uh, I remember that we... It was a chai. Us, what? <laughs> it was a chai. None of us wanted to be at that coffee shop and like nobody really said it and then finally at the end you were like did you guys pick this and we were like no like we thought you did they were like no this place sucks <laughs> I'm, I'm curious now what were if any some first impressions that you guys had of Sean that day that coffee meeting I mean was I'll be honest I mean other than like he's cute he's funny I smart sm- I smelt whiskey <laughs> that's what i do before meetings that's how i take meetings yeah and it was like 9 a.m yeah no No. those i mean those those meetings can be i mean was it something that was already set that you guys were going to be working together no 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 because they are they can get a little kind of first datey in that way because you just kind of want to like you're just kind of feeling each other out of like what makes you laugh what do you mm-hmm. think is funny? You just need to see if you're kind of on the same wavelength, you know? Yeah, it's it's weird. Well, mm-hmm. I was actually... It is totally weird, but I also feel like it's one of the... I mean, I do feel like I've met with people in that situation who've been like, let me see if I can f- suss these guys out and right. figure out how to make them 
hire me or whatever. But I'm like, I'm, uh, my thing is just like, this is what I do. This is what I am. This is what I've done. This is how I think. And right. you can take it or leave it. You yeah. Know? How do you convey how you think? I don't know. I mean, I think we just talked about what was funny and what I liked about their show and all that stuff. Um, yeah. Cause they had done a bunch of episodes for GQ before CISO right. picked up the show. Right. Um, but it's also it. really, it's like, and this is true when I interview writers and writers assistants as well. It's like, you know, you're going to be face to face with these people eight to 10 to 12 hours a day for an extended period of time. And is this somebody I can sit in a room with for that long? You know, um, because sometimes there are people that you're in the room with and you're like, I want (laughs) to murder this person. (laughs) You don't have to look right at me. (laughs) I looked at both you and Jamie. I got some eye there too. (laughs) I I get equally. Andrew, you got a little bit of it too. No, I skipped Andrew. (laughs) (laughs) Even though I blew it when we were doing this. You blew it! Uh, I don't know. What do you guys think about that? I think I was actually... Well, it was weird because it was the first time we were going to get to, like, actually hire writers to work with. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I was very nervous because I was like... I felt like I was selling myself to Sean to be like, like, please work with us. Will they like us? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's how I felt. And and I'd seen Sean many times at UCB. Mm. That's the thing I always forget is that... I'm famous. And when you're famous, when you're famous, they let you do whatever you want. You can just, I just kiss him. Please I just do don't even think me. about it. I just kiss him. Did you get grab back. either I grab, of these gentlemen? I grabbed both of them by the pussy. I walked up to the table. Oh, God. I just walked up to the table. I couldn't help myself. I grabbed them by the pussy. I'm going to work on your show. Let me grab your dick. <laughs> when you do a monthly improv show, they let you do that. When you don't get paid and you're very funny. The women let you do whatever you want. Now, this is just locker room talk. Locker room talk. This is podcast talk. Hey, Trump's getting better, by the way. It's not bad. I fucking do it by myself. In apartment <laughs> um, and the rest, as they say, is history. How did you guys sell the show? And what advice could you offer someone <laughs> trying to sell the show? Someone's picking some brains. Uh, the original GQ web series uh i had a buddy who asked us to pitch he's like hey uh, i know you do animation we're trying to make web series you want to pitch an animated show so we uh we pitched them gentleman lobster we sent over like a, a deck of like hey here's here's the show and they came back and they're like what like what is this like why are they lobsters what's going on like guys talking about <laughs> like this is really good, confusing good. questions are good yeah they were yeah they were curious that we right. we had piqued their interest and then over a weekend we made a pilot episode. So we just like, I came over and we recorded. I remember there was like a very brief conversation was like, who should be who in terms of the main characters. We made the kind of pilot short and then sent it off to them. You animated it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah oh. So Kevin does all the art and then Matt edits and animates. Um, and they both tell everybody else what the other one does. Mm-hmm. Like they both speak for each other. <laughs> Kevin, uh, yeah, he wrote a men's work. Kevin orders the lunches. <laughs> Matt, Matt eats them. Stationary. <laughs> Matt takes out much. the garbage. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, you guys we made a pilot. Yeah, we made, what was the pilot episode? Uh, it was uh, it was basically it's like them going out to a party. I forget what the actual title ended up. It was like a very uh, it was like a very clickbait title that, that we ended, didn't choose. It's like how to look sceny when you're gonna see your ex at a party. 
or something. Right. So it's them debating what they should wear before they go out to a party. Um, and so we, yeah, we animated this it was like what minute and a half, two minutes and sent them a link. And then Monday they're like, this is great. This is so funny. We showed it in our Monday meeting. This is like, look, we love the series. I think this is the biggest change in pitching in Hollywood post internet, which is if you can basically make something to show, mm-hmm. I mean, I think that's what it is, Jamie. It's like, I know it's, it's, it's so expected now. Jamie's well, literally see, taking notes right now. <laughs> yeah. He's it's not, like, can he, we see a short, cheap version of what we could give you money to make? Because if it makes us laugh or if it works, then we're in. I mean, if you just, you literally have to make it before they agree to make it. But it's a lot more difficult with animation. With animation? No, I think it's it's actually easier. But you have to know how to animate or an animator. Well, but if you know it, I mean, it's like, it's pretty... I mean, it's like if you know it. it can, yeah, it, it can ta- be it takes a while. As you want. Yeah, it's like if you know what, but like I couldn't have. Kevin does. Kevin does all the art. Right. I'll talk for Kevin, mm-hmm. but but I couldn't have done it if Matt rides my coattails. <laughs> <laughs> but but like he's the Mike Pence <laughs> in the relationship. We we really couldn't have. It's very easy if you both can do it, right? But if you can't, it sucks. But if you can, it's just like yeah, fucking do, right. just do it, right? And then we, we did the show for GQ for a couple of years or like a year and a half. Mm-hmm. And then same thing. Like we just wrote a pilot, a longer version. Yeah. Right. And we had to write that pilot. Like we, and I don't know if they would have, if CISO would have bought it, if we'd have just gone in and pitched. Right. Which yeah. We, they wanted just, to see something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We just spec'd it. And so it's like, we had to have this, you know, two seasons of this show and the pilot. For them to be like, okay, cool. If I'm you pitch see something, so sell so something. If you see something, so something. Sell something. Especially if it's a tear in your pants because mm-hmm. nobody wants to see that. Um, all right. Well, since you guys are here, we decided we would delve into the world of television today. And we wanted to talk about childhood influences, childhood television experiences. I don't have a specific thing, but uh, something related to that area of like what you used to watch as a kid, what you mm-hmm. loved, mm-hmm. what you hated, perhaps. Mm. But uh, why don't we start with Joe? Joe, why don't you tell us about... Uh... Okay, well, I I would say that the my prime... TV watching years were, I would say, 80 to 88 or so, 89. You just can't so, do it like you used to anymore. Well, those shows at that time, you know, that was a very specific kind of TV. So I would say A-Team is one of the first ones that comes to mind. A-Team was one that I watched dun, religiously. Dun, 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 Buck dun, Rogers dun. in the 25th century with wait, Gil wait, Gerard. Wait. With with Tweaky. Mel Blanc. Um, there was a Spider-Man series. The short, animated series? Short-lived. No, live action. And that one will always stick in my head because this is a pre-VCRs. And I'll never forget, they were showing one of these episodes. Or they, they, they did a couple TV movies. It was, it was a live action Spider-Man series. The lead was an actor named Nicholas Hammond who played Spider-Man. And I wanted to see it, but my grandmother wanted to watch some Spanish television show. Univision had just started. We had cable. <laughs> Bienvenido a Canal 47. Yeah, right. Which was so painful to me because I, I was in love with Spider-Man and I wanted to see it. 
And I remember my mom saying, oh, that's okay. They'll show it again sometime. And I remember yelling at her, they'll never show it again. <laughs> uh, yeah. Because I just thought in my Childhood head. Childhood is filled with absurd absolutes. <laughs> right. Absolutes, right? Where it's like, no, mom, they will never show it again. You've ruined my life. I hate you. I hate grandma. I hate. My Colombian heritage. Could you watch, could you get TV shows on video? No. I mean, that was the, that was the amazing thing about when VCRs came out that you finally could record something if something else was being watched. And so it was like, okay, if you could figure out how to do that, (laughs) that was always a problem. How to get the flashing 12 off the machine. Um, it, so it, it seems like a hack joke now, but that's actually the reality of that time. Right. No, I mean, it was like, if you didn't, if you didn't catch something, if you didn't see it, that was it. it there was no other place to see. It. I mean, what I love now, especially about my eighties TV upbringing is being able to go on YouTube and find anything now, anything now. So, you know, I've Gentleman watched lobsters. I've watched Golden Girls. Uh, I'm busy watching <laughs> like uh, somebody man, getting blown. I mean, this is some of these are punchlines now, but when you, when they were real TV shows in prime time, there was a show called Manimal, and it was about a guy who could turn into any animal and help solve crimes. It wasn't about a guy. Yeah, it was about a guy. It was about a man. It was about mm. a man. Wait, that's great. <laughs> it what was it, a gynamal. Was an animal. How would would he? Would they shoot like a dog, and he would be the dog? He could. He would turn into a hawk. Mm -hmm. There is an infamous episode where he turns into a fucking horse, (laughs) and even that young, I was like, (laughs) so his dick is like. Huge, like a horse cock, and they you can find it on YouTube. Even as Animal. a kid, I was very focused on <laughs> his cock. Like, <laughs> he can get his horse cock wet. Um, it was uh, it was an amazing show, Manimal. He would mostly turn into a panther, mm. but they did hawk, and there were a couple. It was a uh, very what kind 80s, of panther? Black about a black panther, oh, so and there was were a political a, message. A couple. Um, <laughs> black, of course, it was a black black panther. panthers. Lives matter. Uh, there were a couple shots that they would put in for the transformation that were very 80s influenced as far as practical effects where they would put little air balloons in, um, you know, uh, what do they call it? Latex pieces on the actor's face and they'd put little air balloons under that. It was very much in the style of if you've ever watched American Werewolf in London, the transformation, it's like the show, they show like the face changing and stuff. Um by the way, if you've never watched American Werewolf in London, you absolutely should. Oh, it's, it's a, fucking great. One of the best horror comedies ever. But stay I mean, off the moles. They, they, I, I mean, I would the say. The Beatles were in it. That's why. Stay yeah. up. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to, I, we were talking a little bit about cartoons too, Saturday morning cartoons. Yeah. I mean, those were. You were a big Saturday morning cartoon. Guy. Oh, every, I mean, that was the thing. You woke, you got up at seven and you watched literally three hours, four hours straight. Captain Caveman. Captain Caveman, Thunder the Barbarian, Super Friends was a regular Super one. Smurfs? Friends. Were you Smurfs generation? Um, yeah, but I didn't get into Smurfs. Th- the interesting thing, uh, the interesting one about- uh, He didn't Smurf thing into about Smurfs. Thunder the Barbarian. <laughs> so Smurf that. Is that there's a new show called Son of Zorn that our dear friend, great uh, co- comedian and actor Johnny Pemberton is on. That is very much a Thunder the Barbarian type character who's now, he's in a live action. It's a live action show, 
but he's the one character who's anime. Have you guys seen it? Yeah. yeah here, wait. So what's the difference? Thundar and Conan. Because he reminds me of a. He feels like a Conan as yeah, well. Yeah. It was a your generic barbarian character. The barbarians and barbarians and <laughs> barbarians. So with a big know? sword and, you know, the loincloth. Yeah. 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 Um, so it's kind of interesting. I've been watching it and it's like, it reminds me a lot of that Thunder the Barbarian. But yeah, there was Captain Caveman. The Littles? Do you remember the Littles? No, no. That was probably after my time. Um, but I, I mean, I, I get your chance, Jamie. I loved, uh, I mean, I, I think TV was the predominant medium. So, I mean, it was hours and hours and hours, you know, you'd watch. So you'd start at seven in the morning and go till what? One or two in the afternoon. Yeah. uh, uh, Bowls of sugared cereals by your uh, side. That was the thing. And every, every (laughs) cartoon was tied, eventually tied into products and merchandise. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 It's um, not small. Oh, you know what? No, I would no, say, no. <laughs> at that time, I probably would have been a giant bowl of cookie crisp, which was the best yeah. cereal ever. Cause it's like, Hey, chocolate chip cookies and milk. Um, <laughs> Do you remember the commercial with like a, a dancing peanut that would teach you how to make popsicle sticks? Do you, anyone to make no. popsicle sticks, sticks or popsicles? You take like an ice tray and, and fill and it with orange like juice. And then, yeah. Like this weird PSAs peanut? for kids. It was like a cartoon peanut. Well, I, I, I talking about PSAs the big one was the all the um conjunction junction how a bill was made there were all these schoolhouse rock that mm-hmm. was a big one mm-hmm. that was a big one where I actually like three shit. is the magic number. number um what else what else uh um I was trying to think of the shows I mean I did I, I I'm trying to think actually what was your favorite show shows. as a kid well I would say maybe I I would it was a Tie between A Team and Buck Rogers in the 25th Century. Uh-huh. Those are both really fun shows. And now I. A Team was very like, oh, here's your job. And then they got to a certain point in the episode and they had to come up with a way to defend themselves against people who were more powerful than they were. Yes, and they would Hannibal help somebody would out. Go, I love it when a plan, when comes, a plan together, comes together. And if then they would have to not- leave and they would have to get, they would have to give B.A. Baracus some knockout drops to get him on the plane. Like flying. Yeah. But the great thing about 80 shows was that they were always set up. Face was crazy. Yeah, but handsome too. The great Dirk Bennett. Oh, no, no, no. I'm sorry. Not Face. uh, Murdoch. Murdoch was crazy. Yeah. The great thing about 80 shows, and you don't really have this anymore, is that they would always be set up in the beginning. Like, so you would know what the show was. (laughs) Like, it was either in the jingle or it was in some kind of VO setup. So A-Team, as the theme starts, it you hear this VO say like, uh, if you can't, if, if, if you can't go to the police and you need help, you contact the A team. And so like, that's how they would, it was like, you know, in newspaper classifieds, you'd get a hold of the A team and they'd come to your little town and stop the evil land developer or whatever. And they always made something. I don't something. think so. They're not stopping. <laughs> no, no, not this time. They would make, they would always make something. There would always be a montage. These things were always incredibly yeah, they always formulaic. they construct something. There would mm-hmm. be a montage where they built something to fight the bad guys. I'll never forget the episode where they made a cannon. It was like they were helping somebody in a farming community, and they made a cannon that would shoot heads of lettuce. Mm. I feel like I sort mm. of remember. Do you remember that? that? Yeah. And I didn't watch TV, but I sort of remember that. You know, and they would shoot, they shot it so hard that you know, of course, these stuntmen would go flying. You know, but those that was that was a really great time for I think Hollywood stuntmen and stunt drivers. Mm. It was a big deal to like 
do a chase scene and have the car flip over. And well, there was a show on about stuntmen at that time. The, the fall, fall guy, guy. the yeah, fall guy with great uh, one. Lee majors, Lee majors. And who was the other guy? Uh, I always think Howie Long, but it wasn't Howie Long. No, how else. I think Howie was the name of the character. But oh, that's where, Howie, our writer's assistant. That's where you get those were the first cru- the first crushes you would get because Heather Thomas, yeah, was in Fall Guy. Uh, Lonnie Lonnie Anderson, was WKRP, WKRP in Cincinnati. It was a big one as far as like sitcoms. WKRP in Cincinnati, I loved Night Court. Was another great one. Uh, Marky Post, so hot. Um, but I don't know. I you know I kind of miss. I feel like. I feel like stuff was a little goofier back then. Everything's kind of gotten more grounded and real. Um, In a good way. I guess. But were that's you, what, were you, that like, stuff's when coming you saw back. The, when you saw the formulaicity of right. those shows, were you aware of that at the time? Were no. You like, were you no. like, I can't wait until no. the part where they build something? <laughs> well, no. That was <laughs> building montage. That was the thing. I knew it was exciting to know that that was coming consistently every time but i didn't understand it as like oh this just makes their job a lot easier i love it when a plan comes together there it is my favorite line so you were never surprised like were you surprised when it would happen when it's like oh like yeah they're gonna build this thing together in 30 seconds no no you you would you would would wait yeah you'd Mm. be eagerly anticipating it like oh what's ba gonna help build this time and like yeah what did mr t do Mr. T drove the van. He was the muscle. He helped build stuff. Um, He intimidated people. Face was the guy who was super smooth, so he could basically con anybody into getting whatever they needed. Murdoch was crazy, so he Dirk Benedict coming off of Battlestar Galactica. Battlestar Galactica. Was Mr. T like the breakout star, or was he already? He was the breakout star for sure. He was. He was. Nobody knew him until eighteen. George, uh, George been, Papard is rolling over in his grave. By the way, George Papard was like a dead? famous movie he's actor. Dead, yeah, right? yeah. Uh, he was in Breakfast at Tiffany's. He was like a leading man actor who, you know, but he aged perfectly into being Hannibal. Hannibal. And then uh, 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 Mr. T had been in a movie called DC Cab. Oh, right. It, it, that was kind of his breakthrough. But um, was that like a and Rocky? Th- well, his breakthrough three. was Tough Man competitions. Yeah. And his mohawk and the tra- and the gold trains. Great branding. Yeah, yeah. Were, I mean, before anybody was kind of doing stuff like that, doing it was like, oh, if I chain. just have a look, you know. Right, uh, Kevin. Tell us about your your TV experience as a kid. Um. Yeah, I did. I I think I was still in an era where there was the Saturday morning cartoon. Yeah, I remember like waking up, right? Get get my brother, you know, some cereal. Um, Sp- Spider-Man, the animated series, that was pretty fun. And his, and his friend, that Spider-Man, it? Spider-Man does whatever a spider can, that one? No, because uh, that, that was a 60s one. This was, yeah. I think, Amazing Spider-Man and his, like, and his friends or something? It wasn't, it wasn't the friend, it was just it a straight ahead. Iceman? No, 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 no. He was, was actually, after that. He was very Star. lonely in this one. Yeah. He was very, <laughs> he was very tormented. He, yeah. Amazing Spider-Man and no friends. <laughs> yeah. Tried to, meet, of- tried to meet people on Tinder, <laughs> yeah. you know. I showed I showed Matt a clip the other day, and it's a lot of internal monologues. It's just like, oh God, my life sucks. Right, right, right. God, right. black cat. Oh no. Oh, I'm not gonna do this. Oh. That's funny. Yeah, that was really fun. Um, this is just an exercise in futility. <laughs> <laughs> Why did I take this on? Uh, what else is good? I was thinking, uh, in terms of appointment TV, I got really into uh, Gundam Wing. 
in like middle school. It's an anime. Oh, that's an anime. Yeah, it was on Toonami. Right. Um, right. and I remember that. What was Toonami? Toonami's uh, part of Cartoon Network. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Network, right? Yeah, it's like the bridge into Adult Swim, where right. they show like cool anime. <laughs> right. Um, and so it was they were doing a TV special screening the last waltz, the Gundam Wing movie. And oh, we was wow. a like a family Martin Scorsese, is that uh, Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he uh he he guest the, directed Rolling Stones crossover <laughs> the band the ba- oh the band sorry <laughs> and we were having like a uh, we did this big family tradition of like Labor Day weekend we had all my dad's high school buddies their kids over and I like really petitioned for like a week ahead of time because I knew this was coming up I was like can I sneak away the to the back room to right. watch this TV movie right and I did and it was yeah it was pretty great I th- I I don't know if kids really this is old man talking but I don't know if kids have they don't get the thrill of knowing like I have to be sitting here at this time at this moment to see this or else I I don't see it. You know, it's like, that's a big deal to feel like you're seeing it in real time that way. You know, it's not anymore, but it was. No. Yeah. 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 I do think, yeah. Who's tuning in to see who shot Jr. Right. And that was the thing Mm -hmm. you, and then the next day at school, that's what every kid was talking about. Right. Did you see that last night? You know, not yeah. for me. The next day at school, no one else was. <laughs> right. This was not right. a popular thing right. with right. my friends. Did you guys yeah. Gundam Wing last night? <laughs> Did not tell anyone I was watching this. Yeah. Right. Ow, guys, come on! I just guys. Did you see the new Gundam Wing? <laughs> what was the shit that like? <clears throat> and I'm not saying you weren't cool. Yeah. But, oh. what were the, what, <laughs> but what were the cool kids watching at the time? Uh, Sims, like Simpsons, Simpsons, I think. Yeah, right, yeah. Right, that was right. like a cool kids show. That I remember talking to friends about Simpsons. I think it's right. an everybody yeah. show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's what I. But as far as cool like, kids, if you start when kids. you're in junior high or whatever, just growing mm-hmm. up, and you start saying like, "Oh, I think this is good," you mm-hmm. know. When I was a yeah, junior, high, everyone was into Martin. Oh, oh Martin! Martin. Yeah. And I was like, mm-hmm. I didn't connect with it. Right. I. Why not? I don't know. I think we know. I think because yeah, everyone else liked it, I was like. Racist. Illuminate. Oh, no. You fucking racist. <laughs> and Living Color was great. <laughs> the, the, Jamie loves all the inner city shows. <laughs> Rock. You walk down the street on In Living Color, you get shot. <laughs> what about com- like what about comedy? Were there any comedy shows that stood out to you as far as like the shows that you that you were like, oh, this makes me laugh. I I I like this style of comedy. Watch a lot of uh Frasier. That was a go-to. We had that on DVD, so we'd right. watch Frasier. Frasier's yeah. a great show. It's great. Great writing. Yeah, incredibly mm-hmm. well-written. It's weird. Whenever, as a kid, whenever it came on, I think I appreciate it now. I think it's very funny. But as a kid, I was just like, this he talks so smart. Sucks. <laughs> so hard. It's super specific, and it's like very... Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Kelsey mm-hmm. Grammer's not kid-friendly. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I, right. I remember... Um, <laughs> Agree or disagree? <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that statement, and yet somehow it just lay there like roadkill. <laughs> I just imagine Delta Grammar like fucking slapping kids in the face. <laughs> I don't like you. I don't like you. I don't there like you. Yeah. <laughs> You're listening to Dr. Fraser Crane. <laughs> Toss salad and scrambled eggs. <laughs> he likes getting fucked in the ass, by the way. I know. 
What? What else, Kevin? What, what was your favorite show growing up um, besides Gundam Wing? Which I don't else? even know what that is. Uh, other shows like Younger, I really liked uh, Gummy Bears. Oh, sure. Yeah. That was a big one. That was a good one. Uh, the Adventures of Winnie the Pooh. Mm-hmm. That was fun. What about Power Rangers? Was the Adventures of Winnie the Pooh, that, was that an ongoing show? Yeah. Yeah. I think it was, a, it was a serialized show. Yeah. It was good. Mm-hmm. Well, Muppet Babies. Uh, Muppet, ba- Muppet Babies was fun. That's well, one of my favorites. Uh, just oh. for reference, what, what time period are we talking about? Here. Um, this would be two the, years ago. Yeah. The like Nin- late, late 90s. I was Nin- born in 88, late okay. 90s. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mid 90s to, to late 90s. Yeah. I remember Power Rangers. I remember uh, when I was maybe like six. <clears throat> right. I was like, I really want to watch Power Rangers. Everyone's talking about it. Right. And my mom was like, all right, we'll watch one episode and we'll see if it's appropriate. And we watched an episode together. And she, and then I turned like very excited. She's like, absolutely not. Oh, Shut it down. Oh. Shut it down. Too violent? She Too was violent. Not, she was not there into was, power. She yeah. tumboed it yeah. right out of your life. Wow. Oh, I have a couple that just popped into my head as far as animated. There was Voltron was very big and oh, Voltron's yeah. coming. Everything is coming back, which mm-hmm. is so funny, like 25 years later for your youth to come back like this. Voltron is coming back. Power Rangers, they have a movie mm-hmm. that's coming out. They just yeah. put out the trailer. Um, Thundercats. But uh, Thundercats was a big one. The biggest one for me, though, was re- speaking of anime mm-hmm. and Japanese animation, because they started to bring over those shows in the mid 80s mm-hmm. and re- repackage them for American audience. And there was one called Robotech mm-hmm. that was insanely popular. And it was the first cartoon. It was an afternoon cartoon. And it was the first cartoon I remember seeing because now I'm thinking about because my friends, we all called each other up after this episode. It's the first cartoon where I saw it. they had a character die. In one of the episodes, it was a fighter pilot and he gets blown up. Spoiler. <laughs> he gets blown up. By the way, his last name was Fokker. Is your goal on this like show, Wait, is what? your goal on this episode to just give away the endings to things? Yeah, right. Um, uh, meet the, uh, his name is Roy Fokker and he gets blown up and immediately I called up my friend Justin. I was like, did you, did they just fucking kill that guy? Fokker. Yeah, it was like that was such a huge deal. Like to kill a character mm-hmm. in a afternoon cartoon it was he- it was like it was heavy. Like we were fucked up about it. You're for still a few processing days. them. Yeah. Well, <laughs> do you see the episode where they beheaded Inspector Gadget? That's not true. <laughs> That's not true. That would set Jamie. the precedent. <laughs> mm-hmm. And opened the floodgates for more <laughs> cartoon deaths. How about you, Matt? Um, tell us well, about television. Well, I was thinking. Tell us about television. About, <laughs> about things that people talked about the next day. And I remember. Right. Uh, That's when you knew it had an impact. Yeah. And I think I caught, I caught the tail end of that. And I was born in 85. So I was like all the 90s cartoons. Right. I remember. I loved The Simpsons. And I remember the whole who shot. They did the who shot oh, Mr. Burns. Right. Thing. Right. And I, and when you're talking about it, I was like, that's the only thing that I can think of that was like, uh, well, and, and it's funny cause they were clearly like spoofing something else, shot, but it was shot Jr. Right. From Dallas. Right. It was very big. Uh, do you know who, who since we're spoiling, it was Maggie. Oh, right. oh that's right. Jesus <laughs> fucking Christ. I can't be on this show for five seconds without something I getting love this. ruined. It's the spoiler episode. Yeah. It was Maggie. And it was, she, but, but it was accidental. Mr. Burns was literally taking candy from a baby. So he saw, she had like a lollipop uh, and he was like, Ooh, I'll take your lollipop. And, uh, and he had a gun and it fell, it fell out of his, 
his coat pocket and she like it fell into her hand and she shot him. <laughs> that was a big deal. Yeah. It was a there was also the meme when J.R. Smith was on the Knicks of like, who shot? Question mark. <laughs> J.R. Because <laughs> he was a gunner. Uh, um, did he shoot himself? <laughs> so no, you like the Simpsons. So 85. So 95, you're 10. 2005, 20. So, so between 95 Shit, 30, and 2005. Now. 31. Yeah. Cool. Between so in 95 and 2005, what were the shows? Between, uh, was Rugrats big? Nickelodeon? No? Yes? Like cat, yeah, yeah. Cat I Dog? I Angry Beavers? There was a lot of Nickelodeon stuff I remember yeah, yeah, at that yeah, time yeah. in the mid to late 90s that was very big. Yeah, it's funny. It's so funny because I don't like The Simpsons is the really the big one that I remember. And like, and I don't know, I, I'm trying to sit here and tease, if, tease apart if I like watched so much TV that it all just blended in. Right. Or if I, because I remember I watched Rugrats, I watched Animaniacs. Oh, right. Animaniacs. Animaniacs was, was great. As a, I was in my 20s when Animaniacs came out, and that was a perfect cartoon for both a 12 year old and a 20 year old. Because they just really, made yeah. all these weird references, and it was so absurd and random, and how they could just jump out of something for like a musical number. There's a good musical mm. cartoon. Yeah, Water Towers. Yeah, it was the best. And they did what they did a whole parody of um, Apocalypse Now. They did a, po- a a parody of Apocalypse Now on Animaniacs with Jerry Lewis <laughs> and uh, uh, the Doors, J- uh, Jim Morrison singing. I saw a bug crawling it's along there. the edge of a razor. Animaniacs was, <laughs> Animaniacs crawling, was a great. Slithering. Ren, right, it, it, in that Ren and Stimpy, I remember when I was in college when Ren and Stimpy came out. Yeah. That was huge. It was, I, I remember, I, I, I was just, I think, too dainty for it or whatever because I just, it was, it grossed me out. It was gross. It yeah. It grossed me out. <laughs> right. And right. I know that that's like, people love that show and I just remember it right. being like aesthetically like as a little kid being like Ugh. they like went into the nose and so mm. forth yeah, yeah I don't like gross I don't like gross shows <laughs> <laughs> or violence the blob the blob would scare the fuck out of me it would always come on at night it was this like a was 50s a movie movie mm. right but I would that would be my nightmares like being five and six years old and thinking about a blob <clears> coming <throat> into your room right like what would what I do that's, that was like Are one you of my changing the subject to movies now? No, but it was on TV. Oh. Mm. Jamie scary. gets by with a technicality. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was in like in the movies like theaters and like the 50s. news, the news, you know, I used to watch the news all the time. <laughs> Sports, baseball games. Uh so Jamie, what about you? What was your what was your jam? I mean, I feel like out of everybody here, you're the one that I've heard talk the most about TV. I yeah, I grew up watching a lot of TV. I was thinking about Saturday mornings. Also, um, the Chipmunks were big. Pee Wee's Playhouse was huge when that came out. Oh, that was a great one. That was like Saturday was morning. Um, what else? I said the Muppet Babies. After school, I think it was like Dennis the Menace would come on with Phil Hartman, who did the voice of Mr. Wilson, which I. Oh, and it was an animated show? Mm hmm. Mm. Um, that Amber's not here. When Alf came out, I would like, I was obsessed with Alf. I want to see that every night. The great thing about Alf is that. The father on the show ended up being uh, in a huge, hugely sensational National Enquirer story about how he was a 
homosexual crack smoking prostitute buying freak. He was and Max Gale buying what prostitute. He would procure oh, buying he, that was all one descriptor yes, buying the word prostitute freak. freak. Gotcha. He was a freak. He liked. It sounds like there was a lot going on on that show. That was the the midnight guy, right? What's his name? Uh, Was doing heroin the whole time. Oh, right. Jerry Stahl. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yes, that's right. And he wrote some episodes of Midnight or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Permanent Midnight. Permanent Permanent Midnight. midnight. Permanent Midnight. The Midnight Show. But if if you watch Alf and you see this totally, he's so vanilla looking sitcom actor. And I remember even my friends at the time making some. We might have even referenced the show, made a joke about the guy. And then literally two years later, they had all these pictures of him with like male prostitutes smoking crack and getting blown. I don't know if <laughs> that is the, the best part girls, of but yeah, but you can't watch out the same way. And you loved that show. That was your favorite show. When that came out, that was huge. Like this puppet that would like just, you know, come sailing out of the kitchen because he blew himself up. And he liked, I mean, he wanted to eat cats, right? Very into cats. Yeah. And then I was thinking about a little bit older, about like 12, 13, 14, like how Saturday night was a huge, huge one. Like, um, sitcoms in general. What like, was what, on on Saturday nights? When I was a kid, it was like facts of life and silver spoons and different mm, Ricky strokes. Schroeder. Yep. Jason Bateman. Gary Coleman. That's right. Jason Bateman. Oh, right. But then mm. later in the night, like MTV, You'd have like the music shows, like Yo MTV Raps would come on at 11 and Headbangers Ball. Oh, and yeah. So you else? were just parked in front of that TV all Saturday night. Yes. And I'm all waiting for the big the big one, which was SNL. Um, and I would videotape every night starting at 11. I would, if it was Headbangers Ball or Yo MTV Raps, there was a show called The Idiot Box. Does anyone remember that? Yes. I remember the name. I Alex Winter. Yeah, I think we have talked about of, that. Of uh, 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 Bill and Ted's Excellent mm. Adventure. He had a sketch show. The not Keanu Reeves guy. Yeah, he's a great, he's a director. He's a great director, actually. I didn't know that. Yeah. He had a Saturday night sketch show. On yeah. MTV called The Idiot Box, and it was weird and fucked up, and it was really funny, but it just played one season. He played a flying gimp. Yeah. That's what I remember the most. Yeah. What does that mean, a flying gimp? It's kind of like the the flying nun, right? Um, Gidget, but, but a gimp instead of a nun. But a gimp instead of a nun. What is a gimp? <laughs> just like a like weird big teeth and like just didn't really say anything. It was really weird. So not a gimp like in Pulp Fiction. Not Pulp Fiction gimp. No, more mm-hmm. of a, uh, a I guess I would say like maybe related to a pinhead kind of character in a way. <laughs> right. There was something like a needle nose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Needle nose, needle nose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But then. I remember videotaping SNL every like Saturday. Like a block face? Man. <laughs> kind of like a block face. Yeah, kind of like a block face. Okay, so you videotaped every SNL. And then just would wake up the next day at Sunday morning and then watch it all again and then wait for my parents to wake up so I could show them all the great sketches. Wow. And this was like... <laughs> you would call your I parents into the room? I do not your parents. You would call your parents into the room? <laughs> oh, yeah. You gotta see this Sweeney sisters. Yeah. It would be, well, yeah. it was, uh, you know, Wayne's World era and. Right, right, right. Phil Hartman. I remember once I was Sprockets. describing, when I was like, yes, yeah. I guess probably, I think it might have been Star Wars maybe or something. No, it wasn't Star Wars. It was some around that time. So I was like nine or 10 years old and I was describing some movie to my mother. I was like, and then this happened and then this right. happened. My mother goes, Sean, you don't have to tell me the whole thing. 
And I was like, okay, like never did that again, you know? Never again. Were there any? She just made it very clear that she was like, I, right. have, I have my own interests. Like, please. Were, That's sad. Um, were there any shows? Or it's healthy, one or the other. Were there That's any true. shows that you actually, because I think this has happened more recently, maybe the last couple of generations, but were there any shows that you watched that your parents liked too? Like that were actually like, hey, we all sit around and watch them. Well, I think you were bringing up Saturday Night Live totally unlocked for me. Like that was my, like the Saturday night was like, I would watch Snick. And so they had all that. Right. And, and whatever the Snick oh, at night. Snick uh, no, at night. Yeah. All mm-hmm. that was an early sketch show. The first yeah. sketch show on Keenan Nickelodeon. Keenan was on it. That's right. Oh, right, right. Uh, Good Burger came Keenan out of that. Yeah. Keenan, uh, oh, you can't do that in television. Was another like early sketch show with kids. Oh yeah, that was, that was like a that one. was a good one. But I'm sorry, Snick. You would Zen- so I'd go through that. And what then is Snick? It was it. It was like it was like late night, night Nickelodeon. Yeah, yeah. The edgy. It stuff. was for like yeah. the teens, <laughs> right? Uh, and then I'd move on to Showtime at the Apollo. Was my was my appetizer for SNL, and then I'd watch SNL. Right. And then I forgot about Showtime at the Apollo. Do you remember when, um, what was the Apollo sketch show that Tracy Morgan came out of and Jim Brewer? Uh, fuck. Now I'm not going to remember the name, but it was Apollo related. That's where Tracy Morgan started. Was it Apollo 13? And, and Jim Brewer. <laughs> Uptown at the Apollo. That's what it was Never called. No. Uptown at the Apollo. Yeah. Uh, well, I'll, I'll just say this. I feel like we need to take a break and get into parting shots, but I will say one show, my, I was not allowed to watch TV very much when I was growing up. Like my parents were like, you can watch two hours a week, but you have to tell us at the beginning of the week what you're going to watch. So we had to like sit down with the TV guide and budget out, you know, why was that? Why was that? Why do you think they that felt was? it was a bad influence? It was a bad influence. Yeah. They were, right. you know, sex and Rots, violence. Rots the and, brain. Yeah. Yeah. Right. It's just bad for you. Right. And, uh, and at the time, of course I was very upset by that, but in <laughs> retrospect, yeah. I was very upset by that. Uh, <laughs> But it is funny that I ended up working in television, you know? Um, but so I would watch, I mean, chips was one that I watched all the time. Yeah. Chips. And talking about formulaic, like it was, there was a huge car crash five minutes into every episode, like a huge Huge. pile up. Right. Um, but whatever, what I was going to say is for a family that didn't watch TV ever and certainly not together, the one show, and it was after I got out of college, I think I must have been living at home for a little while because the show that my whole family became obsessed with and sat down and watched together every week for the whole time it was on was Twin Peaks, That's which I think is cool. Yeah, well, I interesting. Do. I think it's cool. Like, I think it's like a yeah. weird, interesting right. phenomenon. Uh, all right. Well, this watch, was like, the, watch the new one when it comes out. I will. With the folks. Mm. And don't yeah. uh, tell me what to do. All right. Uh, <laughs> take a quick you break. Feel like and it, we'll come Sean. back with a segment on the show that we like to call Parting Shots. Parting Shots. Hey, I'm Janet Varney, and you're listening to the Long Shot Podcast. Good for you. You're listening to the long shot. Hopefully I didn't blow the microphone out on that one. Uh, this is a segment on the show. Great that like- job, Sean. Uh, <laughs> not sure what that was about. Andrew, did uh, I blow out the mic? Okay. 
This is a segment we like to call Parting Shots. So let us start today. Parting Shots, let's go to Joe. All right, I want to go off on uh, cinema. We were talking about TV. I'm now moving on to the medium of cinema. I saw an indie film recently, and I thought that it was going to be good because generally I think indie film is held to oh, they're, they're lower budget, but they get to be standard. more creative. Correct. They, they, they make bigger choices. And, uh, it's recently, not about a blockbuster tentpole exactly, holding up a studio. Exactly. And recently I had seen some studio product, a right. movie called Masterminds, a comedy mm-hmm. that I did not enjoy, unfortunately. Fun um, game. A great game yeah. but from, from the 70s. Mm-hmm. Um, and, a se- and a sexy cover to the box. Yeah. Uh, but um, I, I I felt like I had not been seeing some good movies, and I thought, okay, I'm going to see this. An indie. You wanted to see an, an indie. indie, and this you is going to be You didn't have a specific one in mind. No, this is going to be a good movie. And then I, I see the trailer, and I hear about this movie called American Honey. Oh, boy. And mm. I went to see it. Are you familiar with it? Shia. Yes, yeah, Shia LaBeouf is in LaBeouf? it. LaBeouf? Correct. Yes. LaBeouf. The Booth is in it. The beef. You and, are not uh, beef. It is a two-hour and 43-minute film. Seems long. Where absolutely nothing fucking happens. Seems and way too long. I'm really still upset about it. I just saw it over the weekend. <laughs> and I am I'm livid still that these kinds of movies get such critical acclaim. And it won the jury prize at Cannes. And now I know well, why. But you know that... People who are on a jury, they just vote yes to get out of there. You know, like they're like, yes, Oh, guilty. they don't take it seriously? Yeah, yeah. They don't care? They want to get out. Oh, this movie. You never saw 12 Angry Men? That was what it was all about. <laughs> no. no. Um, I was, I was uh, I, can voting process. Busy watching. I don't want to be here anymore. <laughs> Clearly it's a great film and deserves the Pandora. They want to go, go out and fuck on the beach. Listen, right. here's the thing. Right. Yeah, I know. I said fuck again. Here's the thing. I'm just, uh, I just, I, I'm really angry and upset about indie films that abdicate any sense of narrative responsibility or drive any kind of progress on a character's part. You don't like when they abdicate that? No, it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's not fair to the viewer. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying you got to give me a resolution at the end, but you got to give me some kind of journey. Something yeah. needs to happen. Something needs to it happen. It doesn't have to be Avengers: talk- Age I'm of talking, Ultron, I'm, but let's have something. I'm happen. talking about the basic responsibility of storytelling. Tell me a story. Don't just show me seventeen scenes that are the same. No. Don't just shoot your lead character looking off into space because she's got big, beautiful eyes, and that means that we'll understand something. No, it's boring and it's shallow. And uh, this movie is a total fetishizing of white trash culture. I couldn't stand it. It's got it's it's positive on Rotten Tomatoes. I think it's like 80 something. What is it called? American Honey. Oh, right. And I think it's just the perfect example of an indie film sham. So and I'm saying watch out for those movies to all the indie directors who listen to our show. That's right. Do not tell, try to pull this crap. Don't no, do tell it. me a fucking story. <laughs> tell me a fucking story. And, and and you can do it in less than two hours and 43 minutes. Give me something to work. How, how was Shia, though? Shia is fine. I, like I got a soft like, spot for Shia. Uh, because he grew up in Echo Park. I lived in Echo Park for many years. He... I might have actually seen him do stand up when he was like 13 or 14 because he started doing open mics 
at that age. Um, he had a really fucked up childhood. I think that all the crazy fucking art shit that he was doing because it was because he realized that he was the face of the Transformers franchise and was like, <laughs> uh, sold out. I don't want to lose my soul entirely. So mm-hmm. I'm just going to try to. Dude, Shy is up. my guy. Well, Sean, <laughs> we, know how, we know how you talk Deep about him in every episode. <laughs> He's that's fine. A, that's a gentleman. Lo- that's a gentleman lobster's line. Oh, that's good. Yes, yes. For all for all you lobster heads listening. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Hey, you know what? I fell into the trap when you think it's a non-studio movie, and you think, oh, there's going to be some real integrity and artistic vision. Sure, there might be. However, if there's no story, go fuck yourself. Thank you. Joe Wagner, you heard it here first, folks. Right. You heard it here first that if you are making a movie. Try to tell a story. Yeah, I'm crazy that like is, that. That uh, is the Joe Wagner guide to screenwriting. Uh, okay, I will go next. Here is my parting shot. I want to give a shout out to one of our listeners. <gasps> Here's what happened. <laughs> I know what you're going to talk about. <laughs> Here's what happened. Is I got an email saying, we want you to act in this thing for this network. And I was like, great. I want to do that. You know, it's, uh, it's my day off. I have nothing else going on. So I'm going to go make some money doing this acting oh, I, thing. Now I know what you're talking about. I thought it was something else. No, it's not that. It's not that. I'd like to know what you thought it was. <laughs> uh, because you seem so delighted. No, no. I, I thought it was the bad one, but this is a good one. Uh, but so they so they want me to do this thing. It's through another production company, whatever. Right. And I'm like, yeah, sure. I'm available. They say, send us some tape, send us something on tape. So I have a thing I shot recently for somebody's YouTube series, but very high production value shot very well. Yeah. No one's calling it a piece of shit. And I sent them a link to that. I said, I hope this works. I hope this is good enough. Not good enough. The client wanted something that showed something more high profile. Like not a YouTube series, you know, <laughs> has this guy ever done anything besides YouTube series? And, uh, so I was in a bit of a bind. I was in a bit of a bind. So I emailed one of our listeners, Frank Pulaski. And I Frank said, Frank, I'm in trouble. I need a real. And I literally said, I need a real by tomorrow morning. Can you Whoa. do this? Frank, not only did he put together a reel for me, I didn't even give him, I, I, I made a list of shows I had done, mm-hmm. but I didn't give him like time codes or where to look or anything. He did that by himself and had that thing to me by the next morning Incredible. so I could send it into this. Well, yeah, he did it in like three hours and it's great. Like it's, you know, I, it's very hard to judge your own shit and go like, I, I would use this thing. I would use this thing, whatever. Right, right. But he found clips that actually, and put them together in a way that's kind of like, oh, okay, I get it. Like I see right. how this person works and I sent it into them and I ended up uh, booking this job. Yeah, I did the job. So I just wanted to say thank you to Frank, who it it was just unbelievable, like that he was able to do that in such a short amount of time. I felt like a jerk for asking him. Right. Is there more? Can we get more uh, people walking in and out of here? Is that a possibility? Is that is there a chance we could do that? Stay focused. Um, Keep it together. 
Yeah. Uh, but anyway, it was great that he did that. And I was very grateful to him. And, right. uh, and so thank you, Frank. And obviously Frank is sort of, we've, we've shouted him out a few times recently, but this is just another in the litany of Frank, uh, praise. Yes. He's one of the best super fans of the show. Uh, Kevin wow. parting shots, parting shots. Uh, I want to start a quick, a quick correction the room is now shaking from the music downstairs. It's booming. Uh, go ahead, Kevin. Quick correction. correction. The Gundam Wing feature was called Endless Waltz. Got to get it right. Oh, I just remembered. Get it right. Endless Waltz. Wanted to correct it from right, yeah. all the wing heads. Not Scorsese. Yeah. It was directed by Scorsese. Yeah. And then I think just a thank you. Tom Jones singing Tennessee Waltz. Uh, thank you. What? But, uh, thank you for having us on. This has been a delight. This <laughs> That's is- your parting shot. <laughs> That's very sweet. No yeah. one's actually used no, their parting never, shot. Never for happens. Gratitude. Yeah. That's. I had, nice. a, I had a great it's time. Never happened. Cool. Yeah. Uh, Matt, parting shots. Anything you want. Um, yeah, I'll give a shout out to a guy I met tonight. Um, sounds very off the cuff. Whoa, ah, this is really nice of you. <laughs> No, we, we were parking. A parking lot attendant. Really sweet dude. <laughs> we were talking parking. about raking leaves. <laughs> and I said, hey, here's 20 bucks. <laughs> Give that guy help. This guy's going to come in a pink shirt. He wears glasses. You got, got exactly what you wanted. <laughs> and a beard. Fuck with them a little bit, you know? <laughs> Make his life a little less comfortable. He's you got see a the back of that parking lot over he's there? He's got a comfortable life. Make him make him a little less comfortable. Make him walk across the all parking the, lot. All these spots are open. Yeah. Tell me, tell me how you'll pack. Tell me he can't park, park in there. any of the open spots. He has to go park all the way at the back of the lot. <laughs> so thank you so, so much uh, to him for doing that for me. <laughs> You're just going to keep going with that. That was my bit, and then you did it, and then... Uh, oh, great. Um, uh, yeah, so that... So we ruined your parting shot. <laughs> uh, all right, Jamie. Jamie Flam, parting shots. You've been taking notes furiously all night. Well, I wrote down a um, quick shout-out to Little House on the Prairie. Sure. I, mm-hmm. I grew up watching that a lot. Uh, mm-hmm. the Adventures mm-hmm. of Laura Ingalls Wilder and mm-hmm. her family out on the prairie. Yes. The books as well as the TV show. So, um, much props. You grew up watching the books? Mm-hmm. Great. Mm-hmm. They don't move a lot, but if you do, if you, if you like kind of squint your eyes like that. Mm. By the way, what you're doing right now looks offensive and racist. Why? And finally, um, um, what was I going to say? Um, oh, I remembered when I think when I was 14 or 15, my parents offered me, uh, the, this deal. They said, if you don't watch TV for a year, we'll buy you a car. What and you couldn't Whoa. do it? You couldn't do it. And I remember just like having like it's like, well, what if I'm at a friend's house and you know the, we're hanging out and like, no, you just have to find a way to not watch it. <laughs> they had heard that someone else had done that, and I didn't do it. Yeah, I opted for TV over a car. That's crazy. Hells, my parents, hells, yeah. my parents offered me a similar deal, but it was if you move out and live on your own, maybe you can find a way to buy a car. <laughs> It's uh, pretty sweet. That was the deal they offered me and when I was you twelve today. years old. Similar, different. And look at you today. You have a car that you just spent twenty one hundred dollars on. Bingo. <laughs> and finally, I, Kevin and Matt, do you guys have some sort of guiding principle? Maybe between the two of you, maybe you each have your own something sort of nugget of wisdom that you can impart to us here today. Yikes! Uh, it can be separate too. You don't mm-hmm. have to like say it know, at the same time. I'd like, say like, I'd like here's yeah. Matt's guiding. Yeah, principle. yeah I'd like Kevin here's to say Kevin's mine. Guiding principle, <laughs> and then 
and then I'll say a life a life lesson. Jamie's been called away from the yeah. Jamie asked the question <laughs> and then runs gone. away from the table. Well, he's doing improv business, but we're here to hear, listen, and to learn. Mm-hmm. This is mm-hmm. this is he's done himself one better. Usually, usually Jamie's so inarticulate. That is pretty. Not recently, but there was a long period of time where he would go, he would ask people he would say something very vague, like he'd be like, "Do you can you distill in <laughs> over the, the years nugget of the, what's that living?" And people would be like, what are you talking about? <laughs> right. But he's gotten better at that. But right. now he runs away that from was, the It yeah, feels disingenuous. <laughs> since he's said, he, he literally said, gone. I want to hear what you guys have to say. <laughs> and then sprinted away. away from the table. <laughs> Just disappeared. He's, he's not in the room. He's no longer <laughs> he could not have disappeared more completely had he been in a box that a magician was sticking swords into. He was he was just standing gone. up and moving as he was saying, yeah. "Please give us something to live life by." <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> so go ahead, one of you. Um, guiding principle, nugget of wisdom, I, philosophy. I, I think. I was literally about to say just do it, which is <laughs> Nike's. Uh, but that's what clearly makes it such it's a Nike. brilliant slogan. <laughs> yeah, I always it, say it all day I dream a, about sex. It's which yeah. is, uh, another. It is a brilliant slogan because it really covers a lot. Mm-hmm. But I think truly, for I, I think I think what what's what's worked for us uh, a little bit is just literally just making it right. And, and you know, it's a lesson I learn over and over and over again and never take to heart. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's a good one. I think every time I'm like, Oh, I'm now in a position. There's like, I'll go through these spurts of years. Where I'm like, sweet. I don't have to do anything. I'll kick back and chill. <laughs> right. And then like a year goes by and like, Oh God, like I need to do so- like, yeah. I'm in bad mm-hmm. shape. <laughs> this, this is to me, it is the fundamental, fundamental marker between pre-internet and post-internet pre-internet. You were like, Hey, will you help me make something? I'm coming to you to help me make something. Post internet, it's I've made something. Do you want to help me make it? Hmm. I think it's right. just a very simple difference. You don't go, here's an idea. Right. And they're like, well, let's buy it. Right. Maybe it may never. Hopefully it'll happen for right. us someday. Right. Yeah. And for me, uh, Carpe Diem was my middle school motto. Really cheesy, but uh, that actually of means. Of course, he throws fucking Latin down. That means just, uh, just do it in Latin. Yeah, a lot of we people. have. Uh, we had. There's actually an incident that we had in our writers room involving Latin. I won't get into the details right now. Oh, that's but, right. Uh, yeah. Uh, all right. Well, Kevin Burrows, Matt Miter, thank you guys so much thank for being you guys. here. Thank you. I'm still not sure which of you is which. Uh, <laughs> I just wanted to say. <laughs> Love you both. Not sure who you are. I, I'm not kidding when I say in my phone it says Matt Lobster and Kevin Lobster. <laughs> I don't have their last names. The Lobster phone. Bros. Yeah. Uh, I just want to say Sunday the 23rd. Today is the 19th. Is that correct? This comes out on the 19th. Sunday the 23rd is the last day to order any of our new t-shirts, uh, which makes it sound like we have more than two. We have two new t-shirts that are up right now on, what is it, Teespring? Longshot.com. You can find them. Oh, sorry, longshotpodcast.com. Uh, one of them is a Madam Panther t-shirt, which is pretty fancy. 
Uh, and the other one has Joe's face on it, among other things, which makes it less than desirable. Uh, but if you go to the longshotpodcast.com, uh, it's the exact expression I make when uh, I'm getting, getting blown during the Golden Girls. Thank you. Jamie is not back in the room yet. No. If it, if it wasn't for his sexual adventures at the Safari Inn. Joe Wagner could not get elected dog catcher. It wasn't the Safari Inn. It ended up being the Portofino. I know. I couldn't remember the name. Did you guys the Portofino Inn? I didn't say it. Did you go out for American Honey? Or was that a... (laughs) That was a different... different, I saw that with someone. He squeezed it into American Honey. (laughs) Folks, this has been The Long Shot. We'll see you next time. And uh, rate us on iTunes and follow us on Twitter. And and, 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 And we love you. Bye. For past, present, and future episodes of The Longshot Podcast, please visit thelongshotpodcast.com. <laughs>